We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to church once again. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. And if it's your first time here, my name is Pastor Eddie, and I am bringing you the Word of God today. Praise God. How are you doing? I know that we have just entered into um, our second uh, lockdown as a nation. I am praying that God Almighty will strengthen you throughout this period in the name of Jesus. Hey, listen, stay connected, stay within our network, join our, our connect groups. And listen, there's so much going on and we have made plans to ensure that you are not alone at least for the rest of this month. Praise the Lord. We have declared this month the month of our 11th hour miracle. And I have an apostolic mandate to push you forward this month. In the name of Jesus, you are going forward. Praise God. Now, if you have not joined our network yet, I want you to be part of our network, be part of our ministry, gatewaychapel.org.uk forward slash membership. I will love the opportunity to mentor you spiritually. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I want to continue with my message today. And we are looking at how to respond to challenges. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Father. I pray, O oh God, oh, I pray, O oh God, for everyone here under the sound of my voice. I ask, O oh God, that your hand be upon them. Let courage come. Let hope come in the name of Jesus. Let your word come with precision. Let it come with accuracy. And let it come with power in the name of Jesus. Let it mix with faith in the heart of your children tonight, today, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let it produce, oh God, a harvest in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. How to handle challenges. How to handle challenges. Now, listen, I started last week and I said that um, uh, you, 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 uh, uh, dealing with challenges is very normal. All right? As long as you have a vision, as long as you have an ambition, as long as you have a desire, there will always be challenges. The Bible also tells us that in this world we may have many troubles. It says, but fear not, I have overcome the world. Praise God. And so I started looking at the story of the people of Israel, how God gave them a promise, how God gave them a promise, and God sent them a deliverer, moving them from Canaan, moving them from Egypt into Canaan. And then we also talked about how they got to the Red Sea, and then they got stuck there. They looked behind them. They saw the Egyptians on their tail. They looked ahead of them. They saw a challenge, and the challenge was the Red Sea. And we saw how they cried unto their pastor Moses, and how pastor Moses cried unto God, and how and, and the instructions that God gave them. So let's look at that scripture today as we continue in this message. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. And the Moses said to the people of Israel, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. And I said last week that sometimes uh, Unless, until you stand still, until you stand still, you may never see the salvation of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you not to panic. I want to encourage you not to worry. 
I want to encourage you not to fret, but on the contrary, I want you to put your trust in God and hold on to your faith. The God that has brought you up till now, that same God will bring you to the end in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Bible says, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. And so I prophesy unto someone today that the uh, challenge you see today, you will see again no more in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Praise the Lord. And in verse 15, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And I speak to you prophetically today. I say go forward. I say push forward in the name of Jesus. He said, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the, the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. For I will gain honor over, the, over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. As I said last week that God expected, God asked Moses, why do you cry to me? In other words, I perceived that God was expecting Moses to know what to do. He said, hey, this is a no-brainer. We're not going to retreat. We are moving forward. You should know what to do. And I said last week that quitting is not an option. You are going to move forward. You are going to get your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. And I also last week I told you, I said the Bible, Jesus, uh, the Bible says here that I, uh, uh, I will harden their heart. I will harden their heart of Pharaoh's uh, army. And so listen, God was the one, God was the one in charge of that situation. You see, even if the Egyptians wanted to turn back, God was determined to glorify himself. Listen very carefully. It says, but lift up your rod and stretch your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel will go on dry ground. It says, and I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. God was behind what you, God is behind. God may be behind what you call a challenge. And so the Bible says here that it was God who hardened the heart of the Egyptians. Even if the Egyptians were to turn back, listen, God hardened their heart so they can remain in pursuit. Why? Why? Because God wants to take the glory. God said, I want to glorify myself before these people. And so I am going to use this challenge to glorify myself. Listen very carefully. God knows what you are going through and he's going to use your story. He's going to use your situation to glorify himself. God knows what you are going through and God will use your situation. God will use your challenge to glorify himself. In other words, God was saying that, hey, I know what is going on. I am still in charge here. The devil is not in charge. I am the one who is hurting their hearts. I am the one keeping them in pursuit. I know you want them to disappear, but don't worry. I have a plan. This is not your end. You go forward and I'll show my glory to these guys. Oh my goodness. He said, you go forward and I will show my glory to those who are pursuing you. Come on, praise the Lord. So I'm telling you today, you go forward. 
and watch God sort out your problem. Watch God take control. Watch God, watch God glorify himself with this particular challenge. Praise the Lord. And so I said, I'm so I'm saying, we are not retreating. We are not giving up. We will not become hopeless. We will not ditch, we will not ditch our faith. We are going to push forward. I say, receive grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Get excited, my friend, because the hand of God will visit you and magnify himself in this particular challenge in Jesus' mighty name. Now, God knows when you go forward, there are opportunities. That's why we should never give up. God knows when you go forward, there are opportunities and possibilities waiting for you. There are opportunities and possibilities waiting for you. That is why you should never give up. That is why your best is still ahead of you. Your best is still ahead of you. Praise God. Now let's, now let's look at the opportunity facing the people of Israel. Now in Exodus chapter 3, let's move there, let's look at that. Exodus 3 verse 7 to 11. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppressions of my people who are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. God knows your sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up to that land, to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites. So there are opportunities and possibilities waiting for you beyond this obstacle. Write this down. There are opportunities and possibilities waiting for me beyond my challenge. That is why you must push forward. That is why you must go forward. And that is why you must set your heart, set your heart, set your hope, set your faith to push through to that which God has in stock for you. Praise the Lord. Possibilities and what? Um, opportunities and possibilities. Pushing forward creates a chain reaction. Pushing forward creates a chain reaction. Pushing forward creates possibilities and opportunities. Pushing forward creates a chain reaction. Now look at this. In chapter 14, they pushed forward and they did not die. God came through. Chapter 15, they crossed the Red Sea. Chapter 16, they received bread from heaven. Chapter 17, they got water from the rock. All these possibilities, all these opportunities, all these different manifestations of divinity in their lives, they would not have experienced if they did not push forward. Did you catch that? If you look at your Bible, chapter 14, they were scared. But then they pushed forward and they did not die. Chapter 15, they crossed, that, they crossed the Red Sea and they were singing. Remember the, 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 the popular Miriam song was in chapter 15. They were jubilating. Praise the Lord. Chapter 16, they received bread from heaven. God sent them bread from heaven, from heaven. Chapter 17, they got water from the rock. Praise God. Water talks about refreshments. They got divine refreshments. All because they push forward. Listen to me very carefully. I am saying there are possibilities and there are opportunities. If you can just stand still, trust the Lord and push beyond this challenge. Receive faith in Jesus' mighty name. If they, did not, if they didn't push forward, they would not have experienced any of this. 
They will not have experienced the, the, the water from the rock. They will not have experienced bread from heaven. They will not even have, they will have just stayed on that side of, on, on that side of uh, the, the Red Sea. So moving forward, so pushing forward creates opportunities. I remember in um, 1993, the Lord told me to leave my home country and move to Cyprus. I never knew anybody in Cyprus but the word of God and the voice of God that I heard. And so I, I relocated, moved from my home country, moved, moved to Cyprus, and the only job available to, be, <laughs> available to me in Cyprus was to work in the pig, pig farm and the cow farm. I was discouraged. I wasn't happy. And then I went back to the Lord. I said, this is not, I thought you, I, you, I thought you gave me your word. I thought you said you were on, you were on this trip with me. How come I'm working in the, in the cow farm and the pig farm? And I had a choice whether to return or to stay. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly that you should stay here. I didn't like it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. But I endured the hardship until God's voice came a second time, December 16th, 1994, and gave me another word that moved me forward. Praise the Lord. Listen, if I didn't push forward, if I didn't move beyond my fear, if I didn't despise my fear and anxiety, I would have missed out on a few things. I would have missed out on experiencing God in a foreign nation. You know, today, everything I know about pastoring, Everything I know about, about leading the people of God, I learned in, in Cyprus working as a pig farm and working work, work in a pig farm and working in uh, a cow farm. Because God asked me to do that. It wasn't comfortable. I didn't like it. But listen, I, have, I, I, know, I know when God speaks to me and I just couldn't deny that voice. Today, when I read Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I know exactly what it means. I know exactly how to look after the sheep that God has given to me. You know why? Because I have taken care of sheep. I have taken care of cows. And, and so I can take care of God's sheep. Praise the Lord. And so, and so when I say I'm a shepherd of God's sheep, I, I know exactly what to do. And it is not easy Taking care of sheep. I'm not talking about taking care of your pets. Anyone can take care of pets, but I'm talking about taking care of pigs and taking care of cows. Yes. And I must say, I did not study agriculture in uni. It was the Lord that led me by his voice. And every form of discomfort I went through, my God was behind it. But looking back now, I am so grateful I went through it. What kind of story and what kind of pastor would I be if I didn't go through that experience? Anybody can go through a Bible school and, and study and then go, go start a ministry. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you when, you, when God takes you through certain things, you will know how to take care of his sheep. Praise the Lord. And so if I didn't endure that hardship, if I didn't push through the challenges and the difficulties I went through in Cyprus, I would never have known what it means to experience God in a foreign country. I remember when God says, go to Cyprus. I said, why Cyprus? They don't, even, they don't even speak English in Cyprus. Why Cyprus? Why will you leave U.S. where I have relatives? Why will you leave England where I have friends? Why will you leave Germany where I have uncles? 
and then sent me to Cyprus. No, Lord, I don't want to go to Cyprus. And the Lord said, go to Cyprus. Praise the Lord. I would have missed out on all that if I didn't push forward. I would have missed out on learning how to speak Greek. Yes, I speak Greek. I speak Greek. I would have missed out on an opportunity to learn Arabic. Yes, and I'm Bekiarabishwai. Praise God. I would have missed out on all of that if I did not push forward. I would have moved, I would have missed out on hearing God's voice to come to to come to UK. I would have missed out on it. I would have missed out on hearing God's voice to move to UK. I can still remember very clearly, December 16th, 1994, the Lord said, hey, you will move to you, your, your, your wife will come and join you here, my son, and then she will move into UK, after which you will go and join her. Praise the Lord. And so, getting the career that changed my life, I would have missed out on that if I did not push through. There are possibilities and there are, there are possibilities and opportunities only if you push through your challenge. So, do not give up. I probably will not be in ministry as well if I didn't push through. If I didn't push forward, I probably will not be in ministry. I probably will not meet all the great and beautiful people like I now call sons and daughters in the Lord. I probably will not be standing here today. I probably will not have been to the 52 cities I have been to, both to work and for leisure in the past, in the past 23 years. I probably will not have done that. Praise God. And so I want to encourage you, push forward. Push forward. There are opportunities when you push forward. The Lord grace you in Jesus' mighty name. Your best life is ahead of you. Your best life is ahead of you. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to be apprehended, but one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. In other words, Paul was saying here, say, listen, I forget the past, I push forward. He said, so I, I, he said, and which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I love verse 14. He said, I press forward towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I push forward, I press forward, I reach forward, I push forward, I press forward, I reach forward. There are things ahead. There are great things ahead, my friend. This is not your end. This is not how your story ends. There are great things ahead. Your, your present situation is tough. Yes, I know, but there are great things ahead. So press, so press forward. Your situation may be tough, but there are great things ahead. So press forward. You may be struggling emotionally right now, but I'm telling you, there are great things ahead, my friend. So press forward. Your relationship may be struggling right now, but I'm telling you, there are great things ahead. So push forward. You may be struggling with your kids right now, but I'm telling you, there are great things ahead. So push forward. Receive the grace to push forward in the name of Jesus. There are things ahead of you with your name on it. There are things ahead of you with your name on it. If you are, going to, if you are, not, going, if you are not pressing forward, you won't get them. There are, there's a glorious life waiting for you. And so if you don't push forward, if you don't push forward, you will miss out on them. 
Praise the Lord. Now let me share with you seven ways to know that you are pressing forward. Seven ways to know that you are pushing forward. Number one, you stay faithful to God. That's how you know. You stay faithful. You stay faithful. You know, it seems that, um, it seems that you know, sometimes you find that you, are, you, were, you were faithful before the, before the lockdown. But all of a sudden now you are struggling. You can't even listen to a message for 30 minutes. So the evidence of pushing forward is remaining steadfast and immovable and faithful to Jehovah God. That's number one. You stay faithful to God. Evidence, evidence that you are, the seven ways you know that you are pressing forward. You stay faithful. Your commitments remain the same. Number two, you stay focused on his promises. You stay focused on his promises. That's how you know that you are pressing forward. Pastor, how do I know I'm pressing forward? Oh, wow. Are you focused on his promises? If so, yes, you are pressing forward. The Bible says that his, the word of God is yea and amen. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So you stay focused on his promises. That's how you know you are pressing forward. Number three, you stay focused on his word. You stay focused on his word. Has God given you a Rema word? What did God tell you at the beginning of this year? What did God tell you at the beginning of this year? Are you still focused on that Rema word? What did God tell you that he was that he's going to do in your life this year? Are you still focused on it? Are you still focused on it? Or have you thrown that word away? Have you ignored, ignored that word? Number four, you stay in faith and don't let fear creep in. You stay in faith and not let fear creep in. That's how you know. That's how you know that you are pushing forward. You stay in faith. You stay in fellowship. Number five, you stay in fellowship. You stay in fellowship. Number five, you stay in faith. You stay in fellowship. Stay in fellowship with other Christians. Now, when you find yourself withdrawing, retreating, you don't want to come out. You don't want to pray with other Christians. You are isolating yourself. You are not pushing forward. You are not pushing forward. When you find yourself struggling to get out of bed in the morning, it means that something is happening that is not of God. It means, my friend, that you are not pushing forward. Number six, you stay faithful to your commitments, to your prayer life, studying the word, to your meditation, your giving life, your tithing life, your, your spiritual commitments, you stay faithful to them. It means you are pushing forward. And number seven, you don't let your dreams go. You stay faithful to your dreams. Oh my goodness. I mean, just um, this week, we had a Taking Your Marketplace event where Pastor Celia spoke about the audacity of faith. I want you to go listen to that message as a resource. It's on our um, Cyber Church YouTube channel. Go watch it. She talked about the audacity of faith, not letting go of your dreams. That's how you know. And many of you right now, you need to go back and dust up your dreams because you have abandoned them. Listen, God is not done with you, and God is not through with you yet. And so when you find yourself holding on to your dreams, polishing your dreams up with your confession and your attitude, it means that you are pushing forward. Praise the Lord. Now, let me share with you how not to respond to a challenge. 
in a, in a challenge. How not to respond in a challenge? There are two ways of moving forward. You know what to do and you know what not to do. So today I want to also share with you what not to do. <laughs> what not to do in a time of challenge. Number one, do not limit God or give up hope. Yes. How not to respond to a challenge? Number one, do not, give, do not limit God or give up hope. That's one thing you should never do. Psalm 78, verse 40. The Bible says, um, how often, Psalm 78, verse 40, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Verse 41, yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They gave up. One thing you should not do in a time of challenge is to limit God or give up hope. The Amplified says, And time and again they turned back and tempted God, provoking and incensing the Holy One of Israel. What you should not do in a time of challenge is to give up hope. So give up hope. Or limit God. That's the first thing. Number two, what you should not do in a time of challenge is to underrate God. Do not underrate God. Do not underrate God. Verse 70, uh, Psalm 78, again, it says in verse 18, and they tested God in their heart by asking for the food of their fancy. Verse 19, Yes, they spoke against God. What you should not do in a time of challenge is to underrate God. They underrated God in the wilderness. The Bible says here in verse 19, say, yes, they spoke against God. They said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Verse 20, behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give us bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Can you imagine that? <laughs> Can you imagine that? After all that deliverance, after all that show of power to Pharaoh, after bringing out water from the rock to quench their thirst, they are asking, can he give bread also? Water just came out of the rock for you. You are asking, can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Seriously? Seriously? Are they serious? <laughs> Millions have died in the pandemic. Can he give bread also? You are alive and well, and you are asking, can he help me? Can he help me as well? Can God deliver me? Can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for me? Can he meet my needs? You have a roof over your head, and you are saying, can he give bread also? Can he give, can he provide meat for his people? You are not homeless, and yet you say, can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? You are not bedridden, and yet you say, can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? You are surrounded by people who love you, and yet, can he give bread also? Can he give meat, provide meat for his people? You have a job. Can he give bread also? And can he provide meat? For his people. Can he? Can he? Hey, hey, hey. Where is your faith? I want to challenge you to believe God. I want to challenge you to have faith. 
I want to challenge you to have faith. Number three, do not allow your mind magnify how big and impossible your situation is. What you should not do in a challenge. Do not allow your mind magnify how big and impossible that situation is. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Make sure that your mind does not blow your situation out of proportion. Make sure your mind does not magnify and magnify your problem and your challenge. Make sure that your mind does not magnify the impossibility of your situation. Cast it down. In fact, in Amplified Version, it says that uh, we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Mind your mind. Mind your mind. Mind your mind. We pull down that negative imagination that your problem is bigger than God. You pull that imagination down. You pull down that imagination that says that God cannot help you. You pull down that imagination that says that this is your end. You pull down that imagination that says there is no solution. You pull down that imagination that says the doctor has a final say. You pull down that imagination that says that your lawyer has a final say. No, God has the final say. God has the final say. Your God has the final say. Praise the Lord. Every la the last Sunday of every month, we come here and we share testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies. I want to encourage you on this channel, make sure you go and listen to testimony, our testimony and Thanksgiving Sunday. Your situation will not have the last say in your life, my friend. God will have the last say in your life in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Number four, do not forget what God has done in your life in the past. I remember David when he was confronted by Goliath. The Bible says David said, I know what God did for me. I know what God has done in my life. I know what he did when the lion came. I know what he did when the bear came. And so this particular challenge, he will do the same thing. And Goliath was a goner. Psalm 78 says, and again and again, they tested God and brought pain to provoke the Holy One of Israel. Do not provoke God. Psalm 4, verse 42 says, they did not remember his power, his hand of the time. He saved them. He ransomed them from the enemy. He did not remember anything. They did not remember anything. Have you forgotten? Once upon a time you prayed and God answered? Have you forgotten your testimony so soon? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten his hand of deliverance? Have you forgotten the testimonies, the time, your time and moments of joy that you have shared, how encouraged, the word of, how encouraged the word of God is to you? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Do not forget. The Bible says they forget the signs he did in Egypt and they forgot his wonders in the fields of Zoan. Praise the Lord. Psalm 78, verse 43. They forgot. They forgot. They forgot. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 8. The Bible says, verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. 
and a windstorm came down to the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. Verse 24, and they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they and ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And I ask you this same question as I challenge you to look beyond your current circumstance and push forward. I ask you, where is your faith, my friend? Where is your faith? Where is your knowledge of what God has done in your life? Praise the Lord. Bible says in Exodus 14, verse 15, And the Lord said to Moses, Why? Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to push forward. When God says something, listen, it's not an, it's not an advice. It wasn't an information. It was some kind of command. God says, push forward. Ask them to push forward. The Bible says that when, when uh, the darkness filled the face of the earth, and God said, let there be light. There was no argument. When God says, push forward, it means, my friend, you have already crossed over. Receive this grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive this grace in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to close with this today. Now, listen very carefully. Pushing forward requires determination. Pushing forward requires determination. And I want to read a story in the Bible that epitomizes the desire to push forward through determination. Ruth chapter, chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. And I want you to pay attention to this. You know the story of Ruth, right? And you know, let's just go through verse 6. says, And she arose with her daughter, talking about Naomi, her daughter's-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard that the country of Moab, that the Lord had visited, she had heard in the country of Moab that, Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Verse 7, therefore she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters in law with her and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Verse 8, and Naomi said to her two daughters in law, go, go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord did kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead with me. The Lord grants you and may give you rest and each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, surely we will return with you to your people. Verse 11, but Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that, you may, that may be your husband? Turn back my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should say, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait, till, will you, will you wait for, for them till they, till, till they were grown? Would you, would you restrain yourself from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Opa kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth, Ruth was determined to push forward. Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. Opa kissed Ruth, Naomi, presented a challenge. Listen, even if you come with me, I can't give you, I can't give you, I can't give you sons to marry. 
Even if I have a baby today, are you going to wait around for this child to grow because you want to, you still want me to maintain this relationship with you as my, as, as my, as your mother-in-law? This won't happen. And so Naomi packaged and painted the situation to them and said, listen, I want you to return back to where you came from. You have done well. Return. And so one of them, Opa, said, kissed her mother-in-law and said, okay, I'm, I'm retreating. I'm going back. I am retreating. I, I accept what you said, what you just said. Thank you for the picture you've just painted. I agree with you. It's impossible for you to give me a, a, a man to get married to. Give me another son of yours to get married to. So I am going back. But not, but not Ruth. The Bible says, but, 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 Ruth, but, Ruth, clung, but, Ruth, clung, but, you, clung, you, clung, you, clung, you, held on, you refused to go back, you refused to retreat. Verse 15 says, and she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back. People like you have gone back. Many, of, many, many people like you have gone back. Many people like you have given up on church. Many people like you have stopped reading their Bible. Many like you have given up. Many of you have gone back. Many people like you no longer, no longer serve God fervently. Many people like you no longer give. Many people like you no longer tithe. Many people like you no longer serve God. Many people like you are no longer fervent. So go back. Return after your sister-in-law. Verse 16. Oh my God. Verse 16. But Ruth said, Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you. Entreat me not. Don't encourage me to retreat. Don't encourage me to, give, to go back or to turn back from following after you. My God. Don't tell me to retreat. Don't encourage me to stay where I am. Don't encourage me to go back. He says, or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where, where you die, I will die. Praise the Lord. And there, and where, and there will I be buried. Oh my goodness. What a declaration. What a declaration. What a declaration. Entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. And the Lord said to me, and more also. And I said, the Lord do to me, and more also. If anything but death parts you and me. Oh, verse 18. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Some people cannot be, some people cannot be discouraged. I want you to be part of that, that, that set of people. Some people will never give, will never give up or give or go back. Some people will never retreat. And when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped talking to her. When Naomi saw how determined Ruth was in pushing forward, she stopped trying to discourage her. 
you have to be determined. You have to have determination. You have to be determined. Your determination can wear out any discouragement. Your determination can wear out any discouragement. Praise the Lord. Do you know how tough it is when someone you know and someone you love consistently and constantly tell you to go back? Constantly telling you that it's not worth it? Praise the Lord. Stop loving him. It's not worth it. Stop struggling. It's not worth it. Stop fighting for your man. It's not worth it. Stop doing that program. It's not worth it. Stop going for great jobs. It's not worth it. Stop giving. It's not worth it. Stop tithing. It's not worth it. Stop serving in church. It's not worth it. Don't listen to them. Don't listen. Praise the Lord. Be like, be, be like this. Be like this young. Be like Ruth. Be like Ruth. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you for wherever you go. My God. My God. Don't tell me to turn back. Don't encourage, encourage me to retreat. No. And, and now let us look at, let us look at the benefit of this determination. Look at Matthew chapter 1. Oh, I love this. Matthew chapter 1. The Bible says that the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of, the, of David and the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah. And they kept begot, they kept, they got, they, they kept begetting. Verse 5. Salmon, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David the king. Look! Ruth, she became David's grandma. She got into the genealogy of Jesus. Her determination put her on the honors list. Her determination. May your determination put you on the honors list of life in the name of Jesus. May your determination put you on the honors list of life in the mighty name of Jesus. I wouldn't even talk about Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 2. The Bible says that three times Elijah told Elisha, go back, go back, go back. But the Bible says Elisha kept on. At some point, Elijah looked at Elisha and said, what do you want? And Elisha says, I want double portion of your anointing. He refused to go back. He refused to retreat. Elijah says, go back. At some point, he says, stay here. I'm moving forward. He said, no, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. I am coming with you. I refuse, I refuse to retreat. And I refuse to stay here. I am pushing forward with you. Oh, my goodness. And you know the story. Elisha went ahead to do, to, to do miracles, double that which, which Elijah did. I pray for the grace. I pray for the grace to push forward. Let this grace rest upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. We'll continue next week. Do not miss any of this teaching series. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. Lord, I pray, oh God, for everyone here under the sound of my voice. I pray, oh God, that you touch the heart of every man and every woman today in the name of Jesus. Is there anyone discouraged here right now? 
Lord, I pray, oh God, that you heal this heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I speak prophetically. I say, move forward, push forward in the name of Jesus. Receive grace, receive faith, receive hope in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.